queens take over here for changing the game. All female ass kickers giving lumps to you lames. Carolina boss lady giving orders cause she run it like a freaking assassin. You won't even see it coming. Got the Texas sports queen repping Houston for days. She's the voice of freaking reason. Keep you stupid at bay. And lastly, it's the Jester Delaware is a home. Talking crap to Jolie, your brains might get blown. And you know Kat and Kayla both the rep in the South. So you ever disrespect, you might get smacked in the mouth. Three women, one vision, podcast with a mission. Leaving haters so pissed, they be stumbling and tripping. Trust me when I tell you, you don't want that smoke. All female trio will make you lose that hope. It's time, so turn it up, let's get ready to go. It's the Queen's Takeover, ladies, start that show. In past years, people would consider Elimination Chamber as kind of like a throwaway pay-per-view before WrestleMania. But I don't know about you ladies, but I am excited as fuck for this one because there's so many storylines and so many things that help set up WrestleMania. Montreal is going to be off the charts this week. Oh, definitely 100%. Um, I mean, Elimination Chamber, the chamber itself has been a, a match that i love and whenever i get a chance to play it in 2k it's like one of my favorite matches though i'm looking forward to when i get my hands on wwe 23 and get to play war games um but yeah no i just it's just uh it's fun let's see you got one at least two title implications Mm -hmm. you have title setup implications and it's just going to be an amazing fucking match and like getting to see the likes of live in that steel cage again. Yeah. Her fourth, she is breaking the record with four chamber appearances for a female for a female. Yes. <laughs> and, um, Oscar who is when we get there. My yeah. Well, Yeah. Yeah, we're gonna get in. Yeah, we're gonna get into all these predictions and everything. Um, Kayla, though, I gotta. I first want to offer you an apology. Hear me out. What did you fuck up? No, I didn't fuck up anything. Well, last week we, as y'all know, we've mentioned this before. We have a group text. We go back and forth throughout the whole week about all kinds of shit, wrestling, sports, whatnot. Last week, she wanted some time last week on the show to talk about Jake Cargill again. I didn't realize until like a day or so later that I forgot to leave her that time because it was our anniversary show and it was kind of jam-packed and everything. So, Kayla, my apologies. And before we get into all of our predictions and everything, if you still would like to take this time, the floor is yours. Okay. I'll wait till Jolie comes back because you need to note this because believe it or not, I'm not actually bashing her for once. Oh my god! Oh my god! I'm about to have a. I'm about to have a shock. I'm going into shock right now. <laughs> I mean, I'm one. Cons- it's not. I'm not going to. You know, basically, bash her. So, okay. what is this? Say that February twelfth at twelve thirty-one p.m. Eastern time. I'm just going to make this short and sweet to the point. Oh, um, your match. Against Red Velvet was short 
but I will give you credit. You have improved. But I still don't like you. Your 50 and 0 streak needs to come to an end. Congrats for making out. It took you long enough to just hope because you really don't defend it. You may think you do, but you really don't. Um, but you had some moves. And if Kiara Hogan wouldn't have distracted the ref, you would have lost that title because Red Velvet had you pinned for three count. But Aubrey was over in the corner over there paying attention to Kiara Hogan. So you can thank your little former baddie for helping you win, even though she wasn't trying to help you win. So you still got a lot to improve. You're far, far away from being on the top level of Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bailey, Mercedes Monet, also known as Sasha Banks, Liv Morgan. You got a long way to go. Rhea Ripley, Beth Phoenix, Trish Stratus. Got a long way to go. But I'm going to give you a little credit. You put on a good match that night, and I was impressed. I actually watched your match, but I still don't like you. Let me ask you this, though, because this week she came out and said that she's elevated herself enough in AEW to start having the big storylines with Britt, with Soraya, with Tony Storm and everything. What do you say in regards to that statement? No. Not yet? I don't think she's there because she, she relies way too much on people to help her. Well, I can say Britt does the same thing with Jamie Hayter, but <laughs> but it's but Britt has proved it and Jamie has proved it they can win on their own. And Soraya, on the other hand, I don't know what she got going on right now. Um honestly, I don't think she she should be in the big main title page right now on AEW. She um I don't know. She's got a lot improving. If she maybe improves more than what she has, then I believe that she can be up there. And as much, and I will be ecstatic when it happens. I know it probably is. This is why they're dragging it on so long that the real person that is going to end up defa- uh, breaking the streak is going to be Statlander for the TBS Women's Championship. As much as I would love to see her as AEW world champion on the top, I don't think it's going to happen right away. Maybe just push her towards the TBS. Or maybe if I call out Tony Khan too much, maybe he'll give her both titles when she comes back. Hmm. Anyway, <laughs> no, I'm just, she's just got a lot of proven. As far as being on the top of the women's division like that, Lord help us all. Would I want her before Soraya got the title? Yeah, because she was originally there. Um, but before Stat, no, definitely not. But she still needs to work on it. She's not on the level. She is definitely not on that level yet with Britt Baker, Jamie Hayter. Um, in most cases in her match, Red Velvet. That girl mm-hmm. kicks mass. Right. Um. She's not even on, uh, not even quite on the level with Ruby Soho or Tony Storm, in my opinion. So, 
But I was impressed with her match. I will give her that. First time I actually watched a match and didn't go, Ugh, why am I watching this? I mean, it was a good match. <laughs> I guess because what kept me going is because Red Velvet was in it. And All right. if she does go up against Statlander, that might be the time I actually do watch the match again. So. Oh, man. no updates on her yet. So we'll see. Okay. I'm hoping my prediction is that it's going to get close to double or nothing. That's about nine months. Um, it's going to get to the point where Jade is going to be ranting and raving, and then it's going, I don't know, might be what, 60 and 0 by the time double or nothing comes. And she's just going to, this is what I was hoping when she turned 50 and 0, because she was pointing to her 50 and 0. That mm-hmm. was the point I wanted her cauterized so bad. And right. she comes out. But I think it's going to at least get to 60 and 0, maybe 55 and 0. She's going to point to it. And that's when Calder Rice is going to start. Because Jade's going to be like, oh, I beat everybody in that roster. And Chris is going to come out. Not me. Not me. See you at double or nothing. Something like that's going to happen. <laughs> right. All right. I'm going to throw oh. my two cents in here real quick. All right. About, about Jade. Uh-oh. Um, even Goldberg had good matches when he was the undefeatable beast in WCW. But other than that, she's a very generic wrestler. She and she's kind of unsafe, in my opinion, from what I've seen. I don't like her. I mean, I think it's cool with the cosplay shit that she does. I, I give her props for that. Um, But uh, to say that she should be up there with the likes of Britt and Nyla, even though they had Nyla job to her, which was bullshit. Um, Tony Storm, Ruby Soho. Uh, the top women that have been there for a while. No, she's she's nowhere near fucking them. And for her to even, you know, say, oh, I want to match with, like, you know, Bianca or with with Charlotte. And it's like, honey, they'll squash you. Like, in, in talent alone, if it was a non-scripted fight, she would lose. Hands fucking down to the likes of a Rhea Ripley, Sasha Banks, M- Mercedes Monet, Bailey, um, Bianca live like she would lose hands down i mean hell i would say like you know the person who sucks at wrestling sucks on the mic is better than her is ronda rousey like ronda would completely destroy her don't get me wrong i love ronda um i think you know she's actually become a lot better in ring on mic not so much again they need to give her Heyman or just let shana speak if they team them up full time so for her to say that she's ready for, you know, the spotlight, bitch, you might be uh his under your his undercard favorite, but you are not his main favorite. And we all know who his main favorite is. Mm-hmm. And um that's Britt Baker, and you're you're nowhere near her, and that's coming from somebody who doesn't like Britt Baker. You know, Britt is Britt is Britt has talent because of, you know, she's got one of the best uh coaches in her husband. So, uh, boyfriend. Oh, boyfriend. I thought they were engaged. Not yet. Oh, my bad. Well, Wait. they act married. Oh, Adam and Brent. Also. Yeah. And, uh, but still, you know, for her to say that she's, no. And I'm not an AEW fan, but I cannot wait for Statlander to take that fucking belt off of her and just, like, beat her ass with it. And just, like, stand there over her, like, pull some heel shit like major heel shit but as a baby face and 
like you know just beat her down with that title like bitch you have all these people around you helping you i, I got nobody it's just me and just whoop the shit out of her right <laughs> whoop that <laughs> speaking of stat, uh, somebody posted i don't know if she she laughed at it i don't know if it was supposed to be like be mean or whatever but someone posted says statlander she tweeted it back out on instagram has said um someone says chris statlander looks like an alien without makeup and she comes back and says oh no run for the hills my ind- identity has been revealed <laughs> <laughs> so someone was trying to be a dick and she she good ran on, with good it set. Good she ran. Set. <laughs> I love that's it, what I love, I love about it. her she tries to run with it I love it. oh man oh yeah I can't wait for Stack to get back to and everything and just to get CJ get knocked out a few pegs and everything would be fantastic oh but honestly I haven't watched a whole lot of AEW lately it's just hasn't been there for me so it hasn't without stat it's been kind of i mean i guess i've been watching it because i kind of like what um the whole hangman and moxley thing going back and forth has been pretty good and oh what the hell tony khan oh the shit guns, i knew i knew this guns, was gonna come up Seriously, I'm not a huge fan of the acclaim, but at least the acclaim deserved the titles more than what the freaking guns did. And when are you gonna give these titles to the best friends? Hello, ding dong, hello, in the words of Bailey. You're screwing up, bud. Get it straight. Get together. <laughs> I knew this was gonna come up, but I was just like, apparently from what I read online, it's like the whole atmosphere. The excitement out of the atmosphere just got swooped out at the end of that with with the end of the match and how it came out and some people were booing. I think about people were booing like saying bullshit. I think I can't remember exactly, but it was seeing those results is like that is bullshit. Um, I also find it odd that you got the young bucks having a countdown to when their contracts up. Yeah, I saw that too. Because so, I, I, I kind of wonder if they want to, you know, jump ship when their contract's up. Come on. I, I mean, the Bucks are almost done. Like, they've been doing this for way too long. They're, they're probably getting close to retirement. And you know they want to face the Usos. Give us a fucking one-off. So, Triple H, sign the Bucks to a one-day contract, whether it's WrestleMania 40. Right. In Philadelphia. And let them have a one-off. I honestly think that would probably be one of the coolest things. And it would be like a way of saying, hey, you know, even if they do re-sign with AEW, just sign them to a one-day contract. Y'all want this whole fucking war to end. The only war that I see is Tony Khan... It is an inflated ego and the fan base. That's all I see. Right. So. Yeah, because I just saw something a tweet saying like how it's a war between AEW WWE. Like we really hate each other and everything. It's like it's the fans and it's you. The re- your wrestlers, the wrestlers actually get along. 
I mean, considering that your former VP is over there, and you know Ricky Stark was behind the scenes at um uh, the Rumble. Oh, and uh, Tony, um, I need you to put your ego to the side and put the bullshit to the side. Let Dustin go to WrestleMania. Let Dustin go to WrestleMania so he can see Cody wrestle in person and win the title. Please, just I'll just put, I, I just had to put that out there. And also, Tony, hi. Hi. Buddy, listen. I enjoy Kayla's rants. I do. But I am tired of being outranted by her when it comes to your shitty-ass rinky-dink company. Give the best friends the fucking titles in any way, shape, or fucking form. When Chris comes back, give her the fucking title in any way, shape, or fucking form. And for the love of God, don't do anything else to piss her off. I'm tired of her taking over my rants. Thank you. But Jolene, you're still the rant queen, though. There you go. I can't take that to spot. I might be your runner-up here lately, but... <laughs> no, yeah, so, yeah, you'll always be the rant, rant master here on the show, without a doubt. <laughs> Oh, and with that said, ladies, let's get to uh, some Elimination Chamber predictions and everything. How about we start with a match that has not been made official, but with how Raw ended on Monday night, we may be heading towards there. So you have the cage match ending, EO Sky trying to get involved, and the outcomes Lita trying to get give Becky some backup. So you have all three members of Damage Control on one side, Becky lead on the other. If Dakota is healthy, we may th- throw Trish in the mix. So we're possibly looking at either a tag match or a, a, a six-woman tag. Okay. I've been thinking about this ever since you brought it up and I've seen the, the pictures for it. And I want to say this. They're going to make it a tag match claiming that Dakota is still injured, quote-unquote. And she's going to be outside with her crushes. So it's going to be Bailey and EO versus Lita and Becky Lynch. Well, miraculously, Dakota's fine, gets involved, and here comes Trisha's music. So Trish is now on the outside supporting Becky and Lita, and, you know, Dakota is causing havoc. So the six woman tag match will take place at WrestleMania. Ah, and sometime between now or well that weekend and WrestleMania, Damage Control will lose the tag title, setting up for maybe a Shayna Ronda versus somebody for the tag titles. So that way the tag titles are out of the mix. I like your spin. I mean, even though it's like the match that I heard for WrestleMania was going to be Damage Control versus Ronda and Shayna. I know, but I don't want to. Put, I like yours better, though. I don't want to put that out there because I think while that match is interesting, it's definitely not one that I want to see. However, the six woman tag is one that I would be more interested in as a fan. And I get it, it's in Canada. Having Trish come out in the six woman tag would be perfectly awesome. No problems with that happening. But I just feel that. 
for a setup and for an an off match that you need honestly need for WrestleMania. That would mm-hmm. be the better one. And let's say that you know Ronda and Shayna take the titles off of Damage Control on a some weird ass fucking Friday, right? So then, let's say Liv, let's say Liv and Tegan are a tag team, and let's say I'm not calling her their stupid names. Casey and Caden come up, and you got a triple threat for the tag titles at WrestleMania. Gesundheit. Oh, thank you. Thank God for me, buttons. <laughs> but yeah, no. Oh. I mean, either way, those matches would be interesting. I just, I just feel that Mania would be a better match for that, for the six woman. But that's just me. All right. Okay. Well, what do you think? You're going to bring in Trish Stratus, Lita, and Becky versus Damage Control. Um, that's a Mania event. Uh, Mania event. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking of main event and mania at the same time, so I end up putting that together. Um, right. That's definitely a main. Oh my gosh, a mania Wrestle- match. WrestleMania match for sure. Um, most definitely the pop and you know legends <laughs> teaming with you know one absolute top star versus you know three other top stars would be a mania match most definitely. Um. But yeah, as far as who's taking the titles off of uh, EO and Dakota, rumors has it, like Julie said, it's supposed to be Ronda and Shayna, and I'm all for it. That'd be awesome. It really would be awesome. And a little funny thing about that, when we were watching SmackDown, Natty came out um, and, you know, gloating, and then Shayna came out, and the fact that, I'm like, I said, yeah, Ron is gonna come out. Mom goes, no. Nah. I said, I bet she she go come out. Just give her credit. Natty's running her mouth too much, and then Shane has mentioned something about Ronda, calling her the knockoff Ronda Rousey. So, right. um, I said Ron is going to end up coming. Next thing you know, I heard Ronda's music. Here she comes, and it was like the fact they were building up and then attack Natty. Poor Natty. Um, <laughs> but I'm all for it. You know, Emmett, um, uh, MMA fighters. Versus damage control. Bailey's not going to know what happened. She needs to bring more reinforcements in. Because you're probably... Yeah, they do call Ronda um, the baddest woman on the planet. But also, if you think about it, Shane is probably just as bad. So, we'll see. Right. All right. Well, I mean, yeah, they got to add some kind of match. uh, They got to add some kind of match to the card and everything for Elimination Chamber. Um, So, it's like, yeah... Start off with the tag and then do the six woman at Mania and everything. Because right now for Elimination Chamber, there's only four matches. Yes, two of them are the Chambers, but um, yeah, right now there's only four matches on the card. So, and I know they they at least did five at a uh, Royal Rumble and everything. So, all right, so let's get one of the matches. Chamber matches out of the way. Yeah, the Elimination Chamber match for the United States Championship. You have Austin Theory. Uh, defending against Seth freaking Rollins, Johnny Gargano, Bronson Reed, Damian Priest, and Montez Ford. Okay, so Kayla, this is going to be a two-parter. Who do you want to, who, who do you think should win the match, and who's actually going to win the match? Who I should win the match 
it's kind of a tie between Johnny Gargano and Seth. Um, but who I should win the match um, should be Johnny, just because how he's came back and him and Austin's had those few choice words back and forth. I kind of want to see Johnny get another step ahead of Austin. Um, as much as this bites and hurts to say, Walking on Elimination Chamber, I don't know how the hell they're going to pull it off, but I think they will. Austin Theory still walking out as your WWE United States Champion. I know, I know. But nah. then I'm looking at this. Then I'm looking at this. How the hell are you going to get past Damian Priest? Then you got Brunson Reed in there. So, like I said, some weird, I'm just going to say it. I could be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, but I'm going to say some weird, crazy, I don't know how the hell he did it, but he. I think Austin's walking out as champion still. I just don't know how he's doing it, but that's my feeling. By the way, side note, whoever the assholes on Twitter are thinking, uh, who keeps saying that Bronson Reed shouldn't even be in this match, fuck off. <laughs> Man. But yeah, it's like, I, I say uh, because it's like that means he would be taking the United States title into WrestleMania. His rumored match is supposed to be against John Cena, possibly for the title. And I'm like, going, great. If that happens, then Austin's winning that one as well. And we'll never hear the fucking end of it. Dios. Dios mio. All right, Jolie, what you got? Who I want to win. Johnny, I love you, but no. Bronson, I love you, but no. Damien. I love you, but no. Seth, fuck off. Austin, fuck off. I want Montez Ford to win the fucking title. I I just think that he is ready to have a solo title run. I think he is one of the most charismatic and badasses on the on the on the scene. Um I just feel that he him having a title and him being hyped up by Angelo Dawkins. And then possibly breaking the, the Street Profits up, which I don't think they will do. Or if they do, it'll just be a short stint, uh, just out of a jealousy thing, which, again, is kind of normal in the situation. But I just feel that Montez should be the one to actually beat Austin Theory. And that way you can have John Cena versus Austin Theory and not have to worry about a title involvement. But with that being said... Again, like Kayla, I have a sick feeling that somehow that snake is going to fucking win um, or Seth is going to win. And I don't want Seth winning either. Not because I don't like Seth. I just feel that he needs to be in the main title picture. I think that the mid card is great and he did elevate it along with uh, Bobby Lashley, the U.S. title. They kept making it relevant, which was awesome. Even as much as it pains me to say it, Austin is making it relevant again, similar to the IC title on SmackDown. So um, I I just, I want Montez so badly to win. But again, I feel that it's either going to be Seth or uh, Austin walking out as the title holder. Okay. I'm not playing copycat, I promise. But um, as far as who I think, who I want to win the match, Jolie, I agree 1,000% with you because it's like Montez is ready. And him having some kind of single title would be fantastic. And, of course, it's like um, 
the husband and wife champions are always a cool mix and everything. And then as far as like who's walking out with the title, it's probably going to be Austin or Seth, unfortunately. And honestly, as far as like going into the WrestleMania with a, any kind of a match and everything, uh, or having the title and everything, the storylines would work out better. I mean, yeah, I know Austin Theory keeps saying the champ is here, the champ is here, like hinting at Cena and everything. But I don't know if y'all seen the clips this week with uh, Seth at Radio Row in Arizona and everything. And because he's been doing like all these interviews with like Pat McAfee and a lot of the sports shows and NFL Network and stuff like that. And he, him and he has just been going on and on about like Logan Paul and stuff like that. So as far as like taking a mat, a title into WrestleMania, that matchup of uh, the rumored matchup with Seth and Logan Paul and everything, that would be more interesting with a title on the line. I mean, of course, Logan Paul's going to lose, of course, because there's no way in hell he's ready for a title. But it's like, I don't know, that matchup would seem more interesting with a title on the line as well. I agree with that. And um, also, I want to point something out. Hey, Pat, I know you don't listen to our podcast, but I want to put this out there right now. Keep sticking it to fucking Brett Favre. Yes! You said allegedly you were following the news. The news that is out there for everybody to see. Keep sticking it to Brett Favre. Because like you said on your podcast on Radio Row, because I watched it because you're a fucking legend, dude. I love you. Which is odd for me to say because I fucking hated you in NXT. I did. You were such a fucking smarmy asshole. And I hate him with the Colts. Oh, no. I always loved him as in the Colts. I just thought he was a fucking badass. Um, <laughs> but with that being said, like you said, there's something called discovery. So let him sue you. Let him. Because then you could say, well, this is where I got my information from. It's public knowledge. It's out there. And I said, allegedly, again, you can listen to my podcast. It's right here. I never said that he actually did it. I said it was alleged, but this is where we got the information from. So keep doing what you're doing, Pat, because I like watching grown white men squirm. Love it. Yeah, and like people, calm down. Pat will be back eventually. He's got to get past the Super Bowl. And I'm not sure when his wife's due, but he'll probably take a little time off for that. But um, yeah, let him get past Super Bowl first before we talk about him coming back. The commentary, please and thank you. Chill out, please. <sighs> okay, next. All right. Oh, what's up, Kayla? Oh, no, no. Okay, nothing. My bad, my bad, my bad. All right. He's trying to get sponsorship straight away, so. Okay. All right. One mixed tag match. You have the Hall of Fame couple, Edge and Beth Phoenix versus Judgment Days, Finn Balor, and Rhea Ripley. Oh, as much as Rhea does not need a knock against her going into WrestleMania and everything, honey, 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 honey. Yeah, yeah I got Edge and Beth Phoenix for this one, 1,000%. Jolie? Oh, sorry. Again, yeah, Rhea doesn't need a knock. Finn doesn't need the knock, but I just think that it's in Canada. Yeah, Edge and Beth. All right. Kayla? Oh. 
as much as I love Finn Balor, I'm a huge fan. Um, big fan of Judgment Day. Just love what kind of craziness they do each week. And except for Dom, right? Yeah, except for Dominic. He can just go. I don't know. Hey, actually, Dominic, go find Karrion Cross so he can choke you out. He's done that to Ray a few times, so I'm pretty sure he'll choke you out too. Um, but I love Rhea. Great that she won the Rumble. Ready to see the match between her and Charlotte. Um, as much as I love you, Finn, I'm going against the Judgment Day because I love Beth and Edge too. So, and with it being in Canada, um, I hate to say it, but the Rated R, Rated R Glamazon is coming out with them. But either way, I'd be happy either way for both sides. Yeah, I like that. So. I like that. All right. So we have the Women's Elimination Chamber match to determine who will, uh, who Bianca Belair will be facing at WrestleMania for the Raw Women's Championship. We have Asuka, Liv Morgan, Nikki Cross, Raquel Rodriguez, Natalia, and the returning Carmella. All right. So. Can I just say quickly, thank you, Carmella, for going back to Brunette. (laughs) Thank you. The blonde is not you, honey. No. No. Whoever told you it was needs to get smacked multiple times. You are looking a lot better as a brunette because it's your natural hair color and it fits you better. Thank you. All right. So, uh, Kayla, we're going to do this two-parter again. Uh, Hey, I have to. I'm sorry. Got to kick things up a little interesting. Okay. Uh, Who do you think should win the match? And who's actually going to WrestleMania? Who I think should win the match because it's well-deserved for them. Um seeing them win to get qualified for this match made it phenomenal for me to see live last week on SmackDown in Greenville. Um, I want, not just because she's my favorite and always will be no matter what. Um, I will say Natalia because I would like to see her in the championship match again. Um, Carmella uh, if she's going back to her style, uh, Staten Island gimmick, that's great. I love it. Raquel, um, I don't know. I have mixed feelings between her right now. Um, Nikki Cross, no, sweetie, not yet. You just need a little bit more crazier, even though you're already there. Um, Liv Morgan would also be another good one, but you know, her watch me is pretty epic, but I don't think she's ready to go up against Bianca. Even though she beat Ronda. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But who is going to win the match and more excited for I believe we're getting Asuka. It's going to be Asuka versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Alrighty. Jolie? The only person who deserves to win it the only person that should win it is Asuka. Nothing against any of the other competitors. Asuka has been... She held the company together during the pandemic and then she kind of fell off. She's got a brand new character and I honestly cannot wait for her to fully embrace the healness that is Kana. So as much as, you know, 
Natty would deserve it. Any of those women could should and would deserve it. It's 100% who should win it, who I want to win, and who's going to win is Asuka, 100%. I have not waned from this. It's It's been something that I've wanted to see Asuka versus Bianca for a long time. I thought it would have happened sooner, but they put Alexa in that category for a little bit, which gave Asuka time to reinvent herself again and fix, not fix herself, but uh, just get a new new theme, get a new mask, which is fucking amazing, and be more of herself, you know. Like I said, the woman carried the company on her back during the pandemic, along with Beck, uh, Sasha and Bailey. So, you know, I, I she needs to beat, to win the Elimination Chamber. And if she does, I'm putting this out there right now, Asuka will beat Bianca for the championship at WrestleMania. Speaking of Oscar real quick. Did y'all see that tweet I sent y'all about what Malachi Black said about her? Tommy, she'll whoop your ass. <laughs> I know, right? I love you. You could be in a handicap match with you and your wife. She would whoop that ass. Dude, I mean, look. We saw Chelsea come out and put her hands on her, and you know Chelsea put out a good showing on, but she got fucking wrecked. And yeah, no, that ass be beat. And it's like they do have like similar styles as far as like with the strikes and the kicks and everything like that. So it would be very interesting, and there's definitely a height difference. Uh so I saw that and I was like, oh wow, if that would ever. Talk about those one-off matches. Fuck yeah. <sighs> All right. Who I would like to see win? Uh, I actually have a second person, but uh, one of the people I would like to see win, I know it's not going to happen uh, because I don't think she's quite there yet as far as like being, having a WrestleMania match would be Raquel. Um, she's she'll she'll still she's still needing to work it up a little bit more and everything, but yeah, who I the other person I want to win and I think who is going to going to go to WrestleMania and everything is definitely Asuka, and I would like to see her to get back to the Empress, the 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 complete badass Empress we saw in NXT and when she first came up to main roster and everything. If she gets that title. At WrestleMania from Bianca and everything, oh, she ain't letting it go for a long ass time. And I'm talking more than the year that uh uh Becky and now Bianca put in and everything. So well actually Becky's is a lot a long oh, longer than a year, but still. Yeah, she ain't letting that go for a long ass time. All right. Now I, I call this the feel good match of the night because I cannot wait for that pop in Montreal. I cannot wait for that pop. That pop, that place is going to be epic that night. But Roman Reigns defending the undisputed WWE Universal Championship against hometown boy Sami Zayn. We know Paul's going to be there. Solo's going to be there. We know the Usos will not be there due to their circumstances and everything. All right. So, Jolly, we know who's walking out with the titles. How do you see everything playing out? So, number one, my time for Roman's walk is about three and a half minutes. It was longer in Greenville. 
Because <laughs> he stood there for the longest time. <laughs> well, then maybe I should make it five. Fuck me, dude. Jesus Christ. And that ramp was probably not even a... Probably not even a foot long, if you ask me. Um, so we're so we're probably gonna. Tr- so when it gets to WrestleMania, triple it. Oh, yeah, that'll be, be about a, fi- a fifteen minute walk. Yeah, fifteen minute walk. <laughs> Undertaker's was twenty five that one year they were in Atlanta. And let me oh. tell you this right now: if somehow Roman has a match at WrestleMania forty, I'll be fucking screaming, "Walk faster, you bitch!" From wherever I am standing. Even if it's like in the two or three hundreds or... There's only 200 level. There's only a 200 oh, level. There's three levels to my stadium, but we only go up to the 200 level. Okay. Yeah. I will be screaming, walk faster, bitch. With that being oh, said... section just so I can hear that. <laughs> with that being said, how I think this is going to happen... Right now, Jay is giving Sammy a sense of security. I think that they will somehow sneak Jay in. I think Jay will somehow get involved screwing Sammy, which will cause Kevin Owens to come out, and which will set up for the tag title match at WrestleMania. All right. So, yes, Roman is winning, and then... I hope and pray that, you know, during the beatdown of said Sammy, like I said, KO comes out, but the numbers game, three against two, we hear wrestling has more than one royal family. And Cody <laughs> just comes hauling ass and decks Roman. I think that would be, and you would have Sammy, Kevin, and Cody standing tall in ring over the bloodline. That would be fucking chilling. That would be fucking chilling. And if I was writing it, that's how I would I would end it. You know, just having the bloodline looking scared as you have Cody just staring daggers into Roman's soul. And mm-hmm. you have Sammy and Kevin just staring daggers into Jay and Solo. Right. Yeah, that's because- how I would do it. Yeah, because it's like thinking, thinking about Elimination Chamber and everything, it's like, I know it's going to end with uh, Roman still having his titles, obviously. Unfortunately, no, not to Sammy, but yeah, it's like I, I um, this is going to end with Roman having the titles, but because of where it's at, and because of the momentum that he has behind him and everything, I gotta ha- the show has to end with that feel-good moment in the ring. Of like KO and Sammy standing tall, and then, like you said, Cody can come out and kind of even the even everything out if if they sneak Jay in and stuff like that. So, all right, what do you think, Kayla? Mute. What she said, basically. Um, <laughs> no, Roman is going to retain. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. Um, there will be a beat down, definitely on Sammy Zayn and. This is the point where I would love to see Cody come out and just say, hey, remember me? You took care of him. Now it's me and you. Right. So, my tribal chief is retaining. I can't. 
And it's like, I thought, I mean, I thought about this and everything. I know there's been a lot of talk about like splitting up the titles and stuff like that, but yeah, it's going to happen like after WrestleMania at this point. Yeah, because it's like, the only way they can split them up now is if Sammy wins one of them and Cody wins the other one, but the one for Cody would be more the WWE title, but Roman's held the universal title longer. So for him, him he would need a monster ass stage. It's better for him to lose that on a monster ass stage, as far as like momentum wise and everything. So, yeah, they're not getting split until after WrestleMania, unfortunately. Can we just talk about that promo between Cody and Paul Monday night? Talk about personal shots. Fuck me. And the amazing thing is, I think Tommy Dreamer went on or was on Busted Busted Radio with um, D, um, Bubba Ray. And he busted, said... Oh, Busted Open. Yeah. And he basically confirmed everything. And then apparently, like, all the videos of that whole situation. And then Cody calling out Sam um, or Cordino later. And it was just... And... It was one of the few times we've ever seen Paul Heyman break. I know. Oh, my God. I was like, going, is he crying? Is he about to cry? Um, because it's like, you know, they both got backstage and probably gave each other the biggest fucking hug. And if, like, you know, well, yes, Sammy is the feel-good story. Mm-hmm. The fact that this is a match that has been years in the making in my opinion because when you think about it dusty created roman yeah and dusty literally created cody you know he he provided the dna for that amazing young man and it was just, you know, I'm I'm actually kind of glad they didn't bring up like, well, you know, your dad helped create Roman, make him to the man he is today. Like, I'm glad they didn't do that type of shot, which was made me happy. But it's like, I listened to it again over and over again. And it was just, I was in tears. And to me, that's like, this is why this is the WrestleMania main event. Don't get me wrong, I love Charlotte and Rhea, and I think that should be night one main event and Cody and Roman night two. That way I can actually watch it because I'll be off. Um, But it just, it broke my heart because a lot of these younger generation fans, especially some of these AEW fans that, you know, jump, jump ship and are now speaking poorly on Cody since he left, I mean, they've been treating him like shit since he left the company. They, and it's just like, you guys don't understand what it means for him to do this. You don't understand that he's trying to right a wrong that happened to his father. A father that is beloved by so many people within the industry and outside as fans and like i told cody when i met him 
His dad was one of the reasons why I had a relationship with my mom. Because she loved the American dream. She loved wrestling and she got me into wrestling. And I can't wait to meet Cody again one day. So I was trying to figure out how I can get tickets to freaking Trenton to try to meet him. But it's like, I I need to save up for other shit right now. But, <laughs> but it's just like, people don't realize that that promo would have been taught in Dusty's promo class. That was a true, non-scripted, from the heart promo. Yes, they probably had bullet points about what they were going to talk about, but Cody did that all from the heart. So did Paul. Right. And I I loved, I loved, you know, tell Roman that I'm coming for that, those titles. Love that. And then you had Sammy pulling the fucking Godfather on Friday night. I fucking love the whole Godfather part of all this. I thought it was absolutely epic and amazing because that's how I see Paul Heyman, a walrus Godfather. (laughs) He just needs tusks. It's funny, Um, but true. But yeah, no. So the way that these storylines have been forming, this has been some of the best wrestling put on. And I go back and I I look at some of MJF's promos. And I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about? And some of the other promos coming from AEW, like some of them do have good promos. And I I hear good things from Rush about Rush, which I'm happy for him. But it's just like the whole MJF, Daniel Bryan or Brian Daniel, whatever feud. Mm-hmm. It's like, I look at that, I'm like, this is not even interesting. The Mox Hangman feud is more interesting. Especially when Hangman said he ate his ass for a minute. I'll let Kayla come on that in a second. <laughs> no. No, no, no. When he said that, I was like, um, okay, what did I miss? I know, I was like, <laughs> I was like, because I, I, like I said, I do watch like a lot of their clips. People I follow put a lot of clips on. So I watch some of that stuff. And I'm like, I had to hear that a couple of times. I'm sorry. What hangman? The only thing I can think of on that one he was referring to is when John did do that one move in his, his butt ended up in his face, I guess. But other than that, when he said that from like, wait, what? Like what? even Renee had that look like, what the fuck did you just say? You ate my husband's ass? Like, wait a minute, what's going on between you two that I don't know about? <laughs> but it's, it's it's amazing. And I mean, I know we've all been fearful of Vince taking over. And from this point, we haven't seen any instincts of that whatsoever. The, my only issue is like, you know, yes, they've been lacking in some of the women's matches, but I think they made up for it this past week. Um, mm-hmm. Especially with the cage match. But yeah, no, uh, I just... People need to go back and watch some of Dusty's old promos, Ric Flair's old promos. Um, stay away from Hogan. I didn't like any of his program promos. Macho had good promos. And like, you know, study those because I mean Beck even Becky's promo the week before with her and Bailey before so she get the steel cage match in Tampa. Fucking on point. And it's like I'm like, I'm thinking 
Dusty would be so proud of this. Dusty would be so proud of her. Dusty would be so proud of Roman with how far he's come and Seth and all these people that he helped create and mold. Mm -hmm. And it's like seeing Cody getting to finish and fulfill his dad's biggest dream to win the championship, to win a rumble. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's been absolutely 100% fucking amazing. And again, I look at the other product and I'm like, like AEW used to be you know exciting the only match that I honestly was excited for like literally to watch and I did physically watch it I put on okay it wasn't on my TV it was on my phone because I was doing something else at the time Um, but I literally watched AEW live for the first time when Mark Briscoe faced off against um oh my god his name is escaping me Jay Lethal yeah that is the first and only time I will ever watch AEW because that match meant so much mm-hmm. and it's like I want Tony to get back to their roots when AEW started it was exciting it had heart and now it seems like it's just becoming WCW. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you got Jade being Goldberg. MJF trying to be like Hollywood Hulk Hogan and Ric Flair and all of them. And it's just, they need to go back to their roots and be the edgy Without blading, because I'm so sick of blading. Wrestling company. Like when AEW first started, I was going to give it a shot, and then they their fans pulled some shit, which made me not want to watch. But if they kind of went back the way and they started calling out their fan base, it'd be a little bit different. But I think it starts with Tony. I know this completely went left field, but but it it, it kind of all goes back to Cody Rhodes because when Cody left something changed in that company and something changed in WWE when he arrived Mm -hmm. so it's just been a weird roller coaster of of emotions when it comes to the to all this like we all knew Cody was coming I mean I'm still waiting for Kayla to meet you in person and smack you for seeing that live um but she owes me a couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she does. I owe you one too. Um, I think it was for Becky. No. Yep. Yeah, Becky. Yeah. It was for Becky. Um She's like, Fuck, like God uh, damn it, son of a bitch. She's like, well, All right, if, I, if I, it makes you feel any better, I I attempt to at least give you a hug first when I first meet you, then I'll smack you. No, she's <laughs> she she's gonna hug you and then like smack you in the back of the head a couple times. I was Please. watching I was watching one of the videos I had online from that first SmackDown, the, the first SmackDown back in front of fans and everything. And it was when Finn came out. The first words out of my mouth was like, oh, I'm dead. I'm so fucking dead. Oh, uh, yeah. I forgot about that one. That's why I said you owe me a couple. Ashley, owe you three. I just okay, wait. One. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Cody at WrestleMania, Finn at the SmackDown. What's the third? SummerSlam of last year, Bailey and Dakota returned. Oh. <laughs> You're counting that? Yep. Because you know I've been wanting to see Bailey return, so. Okay, Jolie, which which Becky match? The WrestleMania one? SummerSlam, probably. Or which, I want the buzzer. <laughs> I forget which one. <laughs> I only owe you three, so by the time we meet, might you be more. Hope nothing else comes. So, you well, better... the closest anything's coming to Houston's Beaumont, and that's a live event, and I'm not even sure when the fuck that is. So, <laughs> but going back to Cody, and it's just, it all does correlate. I think Cody gave a shot to WWE. Vince leaving gave a shot to WWE, and I'm just happy that he's at where he's at, and he seems to be in such a good hot mindset. Mm-hmm. So, I'm looking forward to Elimination Chamber. I'm looking forward to WrestleMania, and I'm looking forward to five and a half, uh, five hours from now. All right, we will get to that one second because I do have a couple questions for that. Okay, Kay- Kayla, you want to chime in real quick on anything that Cody said, uh, that Jolly said regarding Cody and all that in AEW? Other than he's built it, and the AEW fans need to get over it. And let him live his dream. Um, because, you know, and I can't wait for the moment I do actually get to meet him. You know, just to tell him thanks. Yeah, really. Okay, so I don't have a crazy tweet, but I have a like very good harm, uh, heartwarming tweet and everything. Wendy Chu, she tweeted out, Mom, eight years ago, stop wasting your time with wrestling. Mom now. And she tweeted out a, a picture of her mom wearing her shirt. I love that. I fucking love that. And I'm so glad that Wendy has a shirt. It's pink and it says True Crew and I've ordered mine and it's on its way. My mom actually likes a shirt. Wendy, can you put it in different colors? I don't wear pink. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't have a crazy tweet. But let's just say this tweet I got more respect for MJF. Okay, I gotta hear this one. Part one. Everyone's afraid of talking, honestly, so I will. At Zachary Wentz, for once I don't know who that is, that's Nash Carter, isn't a anti-Semite, if I'm saying that right. Anti-Semite. Okay, basically. Anti-Semite, yeah. Not anything against Jews. He says, I live with him. The fact he's not on TV right now because a girl who got caught lying about abuse couldn't handle a breakup and posted a photo of him doing something in Just Is Wild. Part two. When a wrestler who shall rename nameless keyed my car and called me a kike. I guess he meant dyke. No, no. No, okay. Call me a kike. Zachary went out of his way when everyone else turned a blind eye to check in on me. The court of Twitter can sometimes get dirt bags out of our industry, but the court isn't always right. Ooh. Okay, I see what you mean. Yeah, and the fact it was somebody because the justice for Nash Carter is still tweeting on NXT because, you know, on Twitter, because, you know, they want him back. And the Hate and stuff is basically coming around saying that he don't deserve to be back in there. Well, um, the thing is, all of this got surfaces because of his crazy ex. So, mm-hmm. 
And um, you know, the funny thing I found, I didn't expect for it to happen, but it's because I was on his side when it all went down is Wesley's wife followed me on Twitter, on the personal Twitter. Oh, nice. Because I had, it was back, it's been a while back when all this surfaced with between him and Kimberly. So um, right. she knows I was a big supporter about it. And it's just, and I'm seeing MJF tweeting that out. I'm like, he does have a heart, you know? So, and it got respect. Um, I actually had someone ask me, do I ever think he's coming back? Honestly, I can't answer that. I couldn't tell you. At this point, I don't know. Right. And it's yeah, funny, it's like, you, you haven't heard anything from Kimber since then. She just no, completely really? up and disappeared. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's like going, I'm done. Not even unblocked her Twitter right now just to, you know, see if she said anything. And she hasn't really said anything other than, oh, life is great. Yeah, right. What? Uh-oh. com. Uh-oh. Karrion Cross recently appeared as a guest on Superstar Crossover with Z100's Josh Martinez for the in-depth interview covering all things pro wrestling, blah, blah, blah. During discussion, the WWE star Superstar spoke about how Ricochet is underrated and can have a good match with anybody. Okay. I way I read that, I thought he said something totally different, but no, I agree with him. Yeah, I did see. I did see that quote. I forgot where he said it and everything, but I did see that quote. So what? it's like I had to reread it because the way the <laughs> no way the article was, it looked like he was saying he was horrible, and I was like, "Wait, wait, Cross, no, don't you do it." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cross, don't you fucking do it because she might be uh, your biggest supporter, but I love Ricochet, and I'll come for that head. Speaking of uh, Cross, people on Twitter. I know it feels like he's getting lost in the shuffle. As much as I wanted him to win that match, I knew he wasn't going to win that match. But think about it. He didn't get pinned in the match. He's still who he is. It was Ray that got pinned. Not Cross. Thank who you, Santos Escobar. Madcap. Uh, Madcap. Madcap. Let me rephrase this. Cross knocked Ray the hell out. Literally. Then Santos Escobar decided he wanted to knock Cross out. So him and Cross goes outside of the ring and sprawled out in the middle of the floor. Mad Cat gets on top of the thing and does his elbow dive and got the pin. So technically that was Cross's match, but Mad Cat got it because of Santos Escobar. So, mm-hmm. Speaking of Santos, did anybody see the digital that was posted with him and Ray? Oh my god. That was absolutely wonderful to see because it's like this, it's it's like what he said, it's like, I'm still going to take your legacy, but it's like, I, yeah, but it's like so respectful and, oh, that just warmed my heart seeing that. That was amazing. That was amazing. <sighs> All right. So before we wrap things up, Yes, this episode's going to drop on Tuesday, 48 hours later. But I want to get the pregame thoughts, the pregame emotions, and check in with our resident Eagles fan. Do you got your bottle of crown ready? 
I have it up there. I might not drink. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Good or um, bad. I'm I've been nervous. Um, I was hyper yesterday. Uh, nervous today. Um, I know there's so much shit being said. Oh well. Uh, Mahomes won MVP. That means he's not going to win the Super Bowl. Oh no, he's God's gift to football. Um, Eagles haven't played anybody. And here's the thing: yes, our P- Vegas is picking the Eagles to win. I don't follow odds. I'm not allowed to bet on any sports unless it's horse racing. Horse racing. Um, that's just it's a with my job. I'm not allowed to bet. I know I wouldn't bet, but. I look at it this way, and I and I will say this, and it's one thing that I've noticed, like throughout all the teams that you know the Eagles have played, is that Jalen Hurts, for being twenty four years old, has undoubtedly been one of the most humblest quarterbacks in all the NFL. The man got benched. For Tua Tagovailoa, I can't. Sorry, Tua, your last name is a tongue twister. I can't say it. I tried, but he got benched for Tua, and he celebrated the win with Tua, and he was excited and ecstatic that they won the national championship with Alabama. Then, knowing that he wasn't most likely ever going to play for Alabama left Alabama for Oklahoma. Again, went back to the national championship. And I don't think he had a good game there either. I can't remember. They went to the playoff? Or they, didn't they go oh, to the, just, the playoff? I forget what it was. Okay. Either go, go ahead, sorry. Yeah. No, no, it's, it's fine. Um, so the fact that, you know, he hasn't done well in big games, according to them, that the Eagles haven't played anybody this season, even though we have one of the best O-lines in all of the NFL, even though we have the best fucking front seven on defense. And let me reiterate, they got a whole shit ton of extras on the side, so you don't know who the fuck's coming in to play. You got, might ha, might be lining up against Ndamukong Sue or Fletcher Cox or Linvel Joseph and Jordan Davis. And you always got to keep an eye on Hassan Reddick. And if anybody gets a chance to go on to, on to TikTok, just look up uh, Hassan Reddick's mom's voicemail to him. And if you, it, it made me cry and it made my mom cry because I played it for her. It's so beautiful what she said to him. Voicemails. I guess he posted it for everybody to hear. She's beautiful. This team is a very unselfish team. When you look at players like Brandon Ayuk and, you know, a lot of people call Travis Kelsey selfish because he always wants to to get the touchdowns for the Chiefs. Um, But regardless, I think the Eagles have been listening to the negativity more than they've been listening to the positive. And if there's one thing that you don't want to do is that you don't want to give anybody 
bulletin board material. <laughs> and so Nick Wright out there spewing his shit. Chris Sims out there spewing his shit. I mean, we had one of the greats pick us for the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. Hell, we had Emmett Smith pick the Eagles to win the Super Bowl. And that's a cowboy. <laughs> because he loves Jalen Hurts. CeeDee Lamb, a current player for the Cowboys, wants Jalen Hurts, not the Eagles, but Jalen Hurts to win the Super Bowl. Because mm-hmm. that's his teammate. That was his old teammate in Oklahoma. Yeah. I get it. Andy Reid has has been in the league for a long ass time. I think he's one of the winningest coaches next to Belichick. Um, in playoffs, yeah, I saw the stat this morning. Yeah, no, overall too. Oh, okay, cool. I think he's been with the Eagle. He was with the Eagles for fourteen years, and now he's been with the Chiefs. For a long ass time. Mm-hmm. So the man's been in the league. And for people saying, oh, this is a revenge game for the Eagles firing him. Number one, we fired him on good terms. The last time he was in Philly with the Kansas City Chiefs was last year. And the Chiefs blew us up. They beat the shit out of us. But then again, we didn't have the defense that we have now. Um, He got a standing fucking ovation. Yeah, there are some Eagles fans that boo him, but that's because they're loyal. Hell, when Doug Peterson came back, he got a standing ovation. It it wasn't like we fired him because, you know, one bad season. The dude was having a lot of real life issues and we just they felt that it wouldn't work better for him. And maybe the fact that he took a job in Kansas City helped his personal life better is good for him. I ain't mad at that. But guess what? They also fired Nick Sirianni when he became head coach. He was a head coach. He was a coach for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He was like an assistant, uh, like assistant line coach or something like that. But he worked for the Chiefs, and they fired his ass. But they're like, well, no, he just got let go because they weren't going to keep the staff. That's firing, dumbass. So, yeah, I I am just. A ball of fucking nerves. Um, But one thing I have been doing, and I didn't do it when we won in 17. At the NFC Championship in 17, I didn't take any videos. I didn't take a lot of pictures. I mean, I took pictures, but I didn't do any videos. When we we were at the NFC Championship this year, I did videos. I recorded the moment, and I just... Because I just wanted to have that moment etched because it's it's just I didn't do it the last time I didn't I enjoyed it but I didn't but this time I really enjoyed it mm-hmm. so like this has been a fantastic ride this has been an amazing ride Um, I've been so happy for these guys they've been this this team has been judged and you know looked down on I mean look at the San Francisco 49ers players constantly putting down this team saying that they would have exposed their their defense um, that they got lucky. No. They played smart football while your coach decided to put a rookie against basically their version of the defensive player of the year, Nick Bosa and Hassan Reddick. So there's that. Mm-hmm. Uh, look at all the, like, you know, Mahomes gets MVP. 
Bosa gets Defensive Player of the Year. Uh, Geno Smith gets Comeback Player of the Year, which I 100% absolutely do not agree with. Oh, who do you think should have gotten it? Brandon fucking Graham, the guy who had his Achilles blowout last year, beginning of the season, didn't play all last year, comes back and has his best season ever. Okay. And, I mean, wh- where did Geno Smith go? He was just a bench rider. That's all he was. I don't think he should have got comeback player of the year. Okay. Um, coach of the year went to Dayball. I, I don't agree with that. Um, because I was actually, I, I felt that Dougie P brought a shit team to the playoffs, to the divisional round in the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, good job, ShotCon, for hiring Dougie P. That was the smartest thing you ever did. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, that team, the Giants were always a good team. They just had a shitty coach. So I can't wait for tonight. Like I said, it's uh, five hours away from kickoff. And if we win, I'll meet you guys on Broad Street for the parade. <laughs> I saw I saw like one thing on the uh, I was watching ESPN earlier. They referred to the defense as uh, the defense. No, it, it was the O line. They defer, they referred to the O line as Broad Street bullies. Oh yeah, especially when you know. The defensive player of the year got his ass manhandled by Jordan Maialata and a man with a torn groin in Lane Johnson. Yeah. How the hell he's still playing is beyond me, but more props to him. <sighs> Kayla, so, you watching you watching the game? Probably not. But speaking of football. Okay. Carolina Panthers have made immense where their first ever head coach, Dom Capers. His new position in Carolina is senior defense assistant. And they're bringing back a broader batter. What's his other coach name? I cannot remember the other quarterback. Josh, somebody will slip my mind. I can't think. Yeah. Well, anyway. Oh, McCallan, McCallan. He has signed as the quarterback coach. So, what's the season for Carolina looking like? I don't know. But if they brought Dom Capers back and he's going to be part of the senior de- uh, the defensive team, woo-wee, that's all I can say. Not only that, you guys also signed um, Deuces, Deuce, uh, former Eagle. He used to be a running back coach, and he was the um, assistant head coach for a while here. Good dude. You guys got good coaches there. Hopefully they can make a change. And I don't really, may not really care about the Super Bowl today, but I hope the Eagles fly high for Jolie. <laughs> yeah, same. Uh, but uh, Jolie, I don't know if you heard the news. You're losing your OC. Not yet. He hasn't decided yet. <laughs> they they want to. They're interested in him. He hasn't taken the position yet. Oh, okay, you might be losing your. OC. We might be, but we're keeping Stoutland, who's the one that created made the O line what they are. And I know Gannon is going to be re-interviewing or interviewing with the Cardinals. So um, we could that's be like one because it sounds that it sounds like that's one position nobody wants to take because nope. they don't want to deal with Kyler. 
yeah, nobody wants to feel Kyler Murray. Sorry, dude. Like, yeah, dude is a piece of shit in my eyes. Like, you've been gifted some of the greatest athletes to throw to, and they just want to walk away and say fuck off because. Uh, I think what AJ Green was a part of their team, and he's retiring now. Mm-hmm. Like AJ, go back to the Bengals. They need a wideout, <laughs> or become become a cornerback because Eli Apple is shit. Exactly. Well, see, I know why you're why you as a Texan fan is rooting for the Eagles because you hate anything AFC. You don't want the AFC to th- fuck them. The only time you, you would root for an AFC team is if the Dallas Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. Yeah, it it, it actually depends on the teams, to be honest, and everything. But yeah, in this case, yeah, it, it's just I'm I'm tired of all the hype regarding Mahomes and everything. But 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 I do have to say this: it's like the history that these two quarterbacks are going to make with these Super Bowl is, is epic. It is the first time that two black head, uh, quarterbacks are starting the Super Bowl. And the fact that both of these guys come from Texas high school football tree and everything, that is that is remarkable. It's like Texas high school football at its best. It's like, bam. So it's like that's that's gonna be a remarkable and and plus plus your your quarterback has more Houston ties, so that's another nod in their favor. Yes, he does. Yeah. Oh, and one of the true MVPs of today will be Mama Kelsey. She has all of her gear ready to go. She's trying to stay neutral as much as possible. God bless that woman. Well, she's only going to cheer when the the offense does something good. I know, right? Oh, speaking of, um, do you think today's Jason's last game? I think that if the Eagles win the Super Bowl, yes. It will be his last time dressing up in Kelly green, midnight green, white or black. And that man will never have to pay for a beer in Philadelphia. Um, He's already had the radio shows wanting him to be on it. Like he's going to have a career afterwards. Right. He could also, but I also don't see him not stepping away from the Eagles organization per se. I do think that, if anything, he's going to be helping them. Like He would honestly come back and help with the coaching of the center. I think that he would do that. Um, I also feel that this could be Brandon's Grant, Brandon Graham's last time as a Eagle, along with Fletcher Cox. But Brandon, who's one of the longest tenured, those three are the longest tenured Eagles. Um, so... I think that this is going to be the last time that these guys are going to be dressing up in green. And as much as it, like, you know, breaks my heart, I want them to succeed wherever they go. Uh, Brandon, I met him his rookie year at Dave and Buster's for a Verizon event. Um, and he is an amazing individual. And I hope wherever he goes, uh, he does well. I mean, out of the three of them, as much as I love Jason, and I would prefer he retire over going to another team, and as much as I love Fletcher, I could see him going to another team, I want Brandon to stay. I want them to find a way to pay him. Can you imagine, though, if Jason does retire, you have 
Tom Brady, J.J. Watt, A.J. Green, and Jason Kelsey retiring in the same fucking year. Oh, it's definitely. Like it's just crazy. It's, but, you know, I can't blame them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. No doubt. Okay. One more quick sports thing. Fuck MLB and fuck the Dodgers. What they do now? Uh, reports have came out that, or anonymous reports have came out that MLB found out that even though they lost the series, that the Dodgers were cheating and sign stealing in the 2018 World Series and did nothing. I mean, they ended. I mean, Dodgers ended up losing the World Series to the Red Sox and everything. But yeah, it's like MLB did nothing. I don't know how true that is, uh, but if it is. The Dodgers are the biggest hypocrites in the world, and MLB needs to get their shit together. <sighs> and, right. and one one other thing, hey Ben Simmons, how how's Brooklyn looking, you bitch? You lost Harden, you lost KD, you lost Kyrie. You are a piece of shit. Fuck you. And I can't wait to watch the Nets fucking lose because nobody wants to play there. It's like. Oh my god! What? It's like the Nets fell apart even more just one in the span of one fucking week. <laughs> like I think everybody's like, "Oh, they're not going to trade uh, KD." Nope, there goes to Phoenix. What the fuck? Look, that was like overnight. That was like all overnight. I was like, "Huh? What? The fuck? Yeah, everybody woke up like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Sorry, I ever since Ben Simmons used the mental health excuse, and it was. Uh, I, I, no, I'm an advocate for mental health. We all know this, but the way that he was using it as an excuse, it felt like a slap in the face to anybody that actually does suffer from mental illness and does have mental health issues. I just felt like he was using it as an excuse. Whereas people with mental health issues don't use it as a fucking excuse. We use it as a fucking shield and we use it as a fucking war cry because, you know, we know we are damaged or well i'm damaged but um not damaged but like you know we're different and we embrace our differences and we don't let it hinder us where he basically said well you know yada 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 the fans hurt my feelings blah 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 ben simmons you're a bitch boy you rank up there with tony khan and bitch boys oh man damn this turned out to be a long ass episode for just predictions shit (laughs) that's us oh all right kayla any final thoughts all right, Jolie. Anything else you want to say? You you said a lot, but oh, as always. But <laughs> no, go birds. <laughs> and on that note, that's all we have for this episode of the Queen's Takeover. Thank you so much for joining us, and tune in next time as the takeover continues. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>